Welcome to the Raz Blitz Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Bowie, and joining me tonight, we have the usual crew. We have Zach, Reed, and Stan. Son, Zach. Thank you for having me. How are you feeling on Super Bowl week? We're three three days away from your possible uh, sixth Super Bowl. How confident are you in the Patriots? Um, I mean, my confidence hasn't changed since last week. Um, I'm still nervous. Like, I, I don't think I'll ever go into a Super Bowl thinking, oh, this is a wrap. We've we've got it. Like, like I know there's some Patriots fans out there that say, you know, there's no way in hell Napoleon Dynamite is going to beat the Patriots. But he has the largest penis amongst quarterbacks in the he NFL. He does. He does. That is a great call. Um, No, but, I mean, I am confident in the coaching staff's ability to adjust to – what's happening in game their ability to plan for this team but this is a great 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 philadelphia eagles team their offense um looked like unstoppable in the nfc championship game um their defense the i mean i don't know what your guys take about this is but jim schwartz blitzes on every single down no matter what the score is no matter how much time is left on the clock like it, it's their defense is insane. They can pass rush. Um, their secondary is probably the weaker part of this defense, but it's still pretty strong. Um, I I honestly do believe that this game is going to come down to how well the uh, the Patriots' offensive line can play. Um, if they can stifle this pass rush and run defense, then I think we should win this game. If not, I think it's going to be close. I I don't really. S- I mean, like obviously, I can see how the Eagles win, but do I think the Eagles win? I don't. I think that's fair. Uh, we can throw it to you, son. Uh, what are your feelings going into this game? And I think the spread's at four and a half right now. Um, and how do you feel about uh, going along those lines as Wait, well? Wait, what did it? What did it open as? Uh, six. Six. Yeah. Ooh. It was like five and a half in five minutes. So what's though. what the? Uh, I'm sorry, Sam. I didn't mean to interrupt. But what's no, no, what no, the? No, all good. All good. What's what the like line movement? Because it's not like there's like an issue with his hand. Is it Gronk? It's all no. Money. It's six is like the highest uh, line there's been in a Super Bowl since. So it was uh, just like natural. Like ten years coming back. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I think there. I'd have to check. I think there was a lot of money movement. On, I think a lot of people were playing uh, Philly, getting six points or five and a half. Yeah, public again, sixty like percent. They're like at sixty percent right now. That's a lot of. That's a lot of points. For that is a Super lot of points. Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the thinking there. I mean, obviously they're still favored. Um. So, yeah, back to you, son. Uh, how are you feeling right now before we get to Reed and um, him telling us why the Eagles are going to win? That's <laughs> um, going to be a good game. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think Jacksonville showed some things uh, last week that uh, Philly can, you know, look to exploit. You know, obviously that, that run pass option stuff and the Chip Kelly, you know, spread stuff. Um, you know, the New England linebackers, you know, they're more built to stop the run and they, they can get exposed in the pass game. And you saw them getting, you know, uh, getting kind of abused, um, a lot of misdirection, you know, play action stuff. So they were leaving holes open. Um, so, you know, there's that. But, you know, you give Bill Belichick two weeks to prepare. Um, you know, he can consult his good buddy Nick Saban, who's probably run into a lot of those type of offenses in college, I'm sure. You know, they're going to dissect everything. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. You know, I, I, you know, obviously I like the Patriots to win, um, especially because the public is so heavy on Philly. Um, I know. It, it seems and, like it's cursing Philly right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Warren Sharp, you know, he put out a, a really good article you know, a few days ago uh, in terms of I love you know, that how piece. to – it was great, right? It was great. Fantastic. So basically, yeah, basically, you know, just the, the pass catching running backs, um, Deion Lewis, James White. And I think, you know, the like the one thing, you know, that he was referencing was, you know, how everyone's kind of pointing to how the Giants beat uh, the Patriots in the past, the four-man rush, things of that nature. And that's one thing that, you know, I was really looking into for this game because the Philly uh, pass rush, their D-line, 
um, and they're really deep, right? So they just keep sending swarms and swarms. And so they, in terms of the fatigue aspect of it, um, you know, they just keep sending in waves. So, you know, they can continue to generate pressure. But the way that Sharp was kind of breaking it down was um, just going to go quick hitters, uh, let the guys tire themselves out, and then just jump it off, you know, to the running backs and then split them like that. And and I think, I forgot the exact numbers, but, you know, they were, you know, Philly was definitely, like, that's where, you know, there were holes and that's where they were exploitable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's so, yeah. very similar to Jacksonville, too, in a way. Yeah, I mean, they sure. you can exploit them, um, you know. Sure. I, I think the interesting thing that I took away from the Jacksonville game was, you know, early on, um, you know, Bortles was getting a lot of, like, the play action, you know, reads and just simple throws. And, and kind of, like, I, I felt like New England was letting them have it, <laughs> you know, to some mm-hmm. degree. And then they changed it up. And then, you know, right, they started blitzing them and, and, and taking it away. Now, it's kind of, you know, you know, Philly's offense is really predicated on, on a lot of that type of action. Um, so I'm very curious to see what the adjustments to that is going to be. Another thing about the AFC Championship, um, I'm gonna, totally going to steal from Bill Simmons here, but uh, he had an interesting theory that uh, it seemed like Jacksonville just ran out of plays in the second half. Like they didn't have yeah. really anything yeah. to call and they were just kind of stifled. And I thought that was a very interesting theory. And I mean, we were talking in the group chat that, you know, this game's this game's over. I mean, uh, Patriots are going to come back and win unless, you know, it's middle of the third quarter and the Patriots, or I mean, Jacksonville needs to score here, or, you know, it's just not going to go their way, and then it ended up, you know, same old, same old with Tom Brady, and uh, yeah, I mean, the Patriots game planned in the second, or made adjustments in the second half, played a hell of a second half, and I guess that's why they make the Super Bowl every year. So, we can get to Reed. Uh, Reed, why don't you tell us why the Eagles are going to win? Okay, so I guess the devil's advocate, because I don't really know who's going to win. Um, I think it will be a really close game. Uh, we'll get to the betting later, but there's one bet that I just absolutely love with a passion. Um, the Eagles, the reason they're going to win is because they're they're on the wide nine defensive line technique, which I think Son was bringing up earlier with the defensive line for Philadelphia. Their linebackers all have speed to try to not be completely blown off the door, blown like, out of the door, uh, out of the arena or the the field by the, dome. the Patriots. Yeah, the dome by the Patriots running backs. Um, the secondary is aggressive, and I, I just think the running backs of Philadelphia compi- combined with the RPOs from Foles. I, I think when Carson Wentz first got injured, um, our initial analysis was that Foles isn't. Foles isn't going to be the thing that holds this team back. Nah, and nah. I, I think we got we we kind of got lost in that analysis with like the three like the two or three games immediately after that. But I think if we go back to what our initial thought was, I don't think it's that far off. Like I, I think Foles is a above average quarterback. He's in, certainly not the league. worst quarterback. He's not started. the <laughs> he's not the worst quarterback to ever start in the Super Bowl. Like. He can make throws like if they get and Doug Peterson, I think, has done a great job at pretty much taking the RPOs and the college offense that Chip Kelly had in mind when he first went to Philadelphia and doing it in a way that consistently works. Um, And I like the no one's ever going to sit here and accuse Nate Hackett of being the offensive guru that has a million plays. I, I don't think Doug Peterson's going to run out of offensive plays in this game. So it'll be a really nice like test to see Doug Peterson versus Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia, who is definitely off to Detroit. Um, oh yeah. A uh, little side yeah. note there. It sounds like Dirk or um, Jim Bob Cooter is staying as the offensive coordinator, which is fantastic news for Detroit. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think, I think the Ajayi, Blunt, uh, Corey Clement, I think they could all do enough to keep the possession for Philadelphia. <laughs> and I think they can score enough points. And I guess that's sort of where I get to my favorite bet of all time is I love the over in this game. 
I think this line is way too low, and I can't believe that it it's, has. What it's sitting up. at forty six. I cannot. I cannot believe it. It's that low. Like I absolutely love the over. All right, I'm I on the other side of you. I took the I took the under forty eight. <laughs> Interesting. I yeah. All right, yeah. Tell, tell us why. Yeah, no, I just you know obviously, um, you know the two week layoff. Like the first quarter is usually you know slow to begin with, right? Like they're just kind of filling each other out. Um, you know, usually, you know, it takes time for the players to get into the groove, you know, the, the different time, you know, aspects of warm up and commercials and all that stuff. Um, and then things start picking up, you know, in the third quarter, New England, they're the bend, but don't break, uh, defense, but they're one of the better, you know, scoring defenses in the league. Right. So, um, they, both defenses don't give up the big play. So they make, you know, the offenses, uh, move, you know, 10 play drives, you know, nickel and dime the way down the field. So that, you know, that shoes up clock. And, you know, if that's the case, all those things, you know, factors combined, you know, I just feel like there'll be a lot of yardage, a lot of movement, but, you know, I could probably see more field goals rather than touchdowns because of the lack of big plays and because of the, you know, the long sustained drives that would be needed to score touchdowns. What's your thinking, Reed? I just think that Doug Peterson and Bill Belichick are both going to come up with enough offense in this game. Okay. And it, it, to me, it comes down to who has the ball last. Like, I I honestly could see Philadelphia putting up a ton of points. Like, we keep we, – I think we're almost overlooking what they did to a Minnesota defense that was really good. Um, They bodied them. They just dominated on every facet. On offense, they ran the ball on them. They threw it on them at, at will. Um, yeah, I, I think this Philly offense could do really well, and I think Zach Ertz is going to be one of the most underrated players going into this game, which I can't believe is a thing. But like, Here, uh, he's so good, and it's the line, like the linebackers of New England. Do, Zach, do you really think that the New England linebacking core is going to be able to uh, cover Zach Ertz running routes? Uh, no, it's going to take help from their cornerbacks. So that's interesting because Zach Ertz, uh, in the prop bets, his total receptions is set at five over. for the over-under. Yeah. Over. Oh, over. God, it oh feels God. like an over. eight or nine day. Um, and Zach Ertz's total yards is sitting at 60 and a half. What's that? What's Ag- what, where, where do you see Aguilar at? Is he, where's the Aguilar right <laughs> now is... At three and a half receptions and forty three and a half yards, okay. and it's I would much money. rather, yeah, I'd much rather take the Aguilar than the Zerts. I think both of them are fine. Um, yeah. Tory Smith scares me, and anything with Alshon Jeffrey scares me. Like his over under right now is fifty eight and a half, and I mean he he caught that that deep ball um, last week. I mean he yeah, I guess he he had a lot of catches last week, but I mean consecutive weeks just Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey in general scares me. But uh, the one that I really like is LeGarrette Blunt over of, over under rushing attempts is at seven and a half. And I think that's going to be an over. I think they're going to depend on the veteran running back uh, quite a bit. Not saying that JHI is not going to see the field luck. So he'll be on the field plenty. But I think uh, with Super Bowl experience and um, his ability to get uh, four to five yards at any given time and just uh, keeping Tom Brady off the field, I think LeGarrette Blunt is definitely going to see eight, eight rushes. What do you guys think? Yeah, I can get behind that. It, it's not as clear cut to me of a bet as okay. a, I mean, I do think like if there's ever a Legarrette Blunt revenge game, like this is it, right? Like there's no other game that would come close to it. It's not Philadelphia playing Tampa Bay. It's it's this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could I could see that. All right, son. I know. I know you got to run soon, and yeah, uh, want to get want to get Zach involved a little bit here, talking about Wait, these props. Really, really well, quick, Stan. Before you really, go, just no. yeah, yes, just sir. hold off because I was gonna. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna say before you go, just because you're a basketball dude. What do you think about yeah. LeBron going to the Dubs? No, that's such bullshit. It's like, <laughs> like yeah, it's like, literally not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah no, like, I know. So, 
you know, to like um, happen. This feels their like bench, it, their it, bench would be so depleted too. Yeah, like, it just feels like one of those things that he purposefully leaked out to the press so he could be like, guys, they're doubting, they're doubting the Cavs stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, yeah. There's definitely a lot of like angles you could go with that, and you know, motivation, employees, or whatnot. But yeah, it's bullshit. Like, <laughs> like <come on. laughs> you know. But uh, all right, before okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Oh yeah, uh, but, just I, I just want to go over a couple a couple Patriots players props. Yeah. Uh, James White, interesting. Over under three and a half catches. Uh, over. I definitely think so too. Yeah. What's, uh, what's that? Go ahead. No, where's Deion Lewis? What's the prop at him for catches? Deion Lewis does not have a catches prop that I see, but um, his over-under for rushing yards is set at 53.5. I think that's easily over. Yeah, I know the the Eagles' defense is is really good against the run, but, I mean, Deion Lewis tore the league apart in the second half of the season. Oh, man. That's actually a tough number. But uh, the wide nine, like, it is – you can run on the wide nine if – yeah, if it, I guess that's help. why I lose all my money gambling. So it doesn't yeah, take a, I, it doesn't take a lot for him to get like sixty rushing yards, though. I think it'll be much more difficult. Um, How many did he get against Jacksonville? I don't remember. I would assume it was more than sixty. Well, I get uh, or, or fifty, whatever the. I feel like uh, we can go and look at it. Uh, yeah, I've got to pull like, up the box score real quick. Yeah, defensively, like. Running against Fletcher Cox is not fun, right? Like we yeah. we can all agree that's not going to be an easy task whatsoever. That's going to be very, very difficult to do. So yeah, I'm pulling up. Uh, yeah, he only had 34 rushing yards against Jacksonville, but he only he got nine carries. Um, he did have seven catches for 32 yards, though. But interestingly enough, I couldn't find a, a prop for his receiving at this at this time. Uh, Bovada doesn't even Bovada doesn't even have their player props up yet. But uh, you know, so before you get out of here, Stan, why don't you uh, drop your Twitter uh, at Stan underscore Fun? Um, hey, but before I go, I, I need to get uh, what. I need to get your thoughts on, okay, so I'm on five times, and I've been going through all the props, and it's just hilarious. Like, some of the props, you have to lay 999,999 <laughs> for it to hit. So, like, for, for example, Belichick wearing a red shirt at kickoff is plus 2,100. Any other color of outlet layer at kickoff is basically you have to lay a million. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean you have to lay a million? To win a dollar, you you lay a million dollars to win one dollar. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I've never it's, heard and of there's, odds. And there's there's a lot of them too. It's like uh, so Belichick, you know, the color that he's gonna wear. Um, let me see. I'm going through some. There were some. There were a few other ones. Okay, so oh here's one. Baker Mayfield not drafted number one. This is an NFL draft prop. Um, yeah, Bradley Chubb not drafted number one. Like. That's pretty good. Like who who would like like who would do that? <laughs> I don't know. It's like a a secured bond or something like that where you just throw your money in it so you can get like 0.5% on it or something. Um, okay, so I got what color will Bill Belichick's shirt be at kickoff? We have uh four to five blue, uh three to two odds that it's gray, fifteen to two that it's red, and fifteen to two that it's white. Um, I kind of like three. I kind of like three to two. Uh, that'd be plus one fifty gray. Yeah. Is that Just the so, hoodie? Is that is that basically the hoodie? Great, great. Well, yeah, cut cut off yeah. sleeves and. Right, right. My right. guess would be gray. I don't think it's red or blue or white. Okay. Yeah, seems like. All right, guys. Hey, I gotta go. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Stan. Um, hey, thanks All for right. coming on. We'll catch you in uh, catch you in a couple weeks. All right. I right, appreciate you guys. Bye. All right, uh, that was Stan. You can catch him on the basketball side of things. And, uh, yeah, we'll just get right back to the to the props because I know that's what people really want to hear about. Uh, so, Zach, I don't know if you had a chance to, you know, run through any of the props or anything, but is there anything that you've heard on radio or anything that stuck out to you that, like, if you were of legal well, age that you 
definitely want to bet on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so, as you guys know, I'm not a big gambling man, but I haven't, I mean, you guys You're could, just not old enough. You will be. You'll be a degenerate. I'll make yeah, sure of it. Yeah, probably. Wait, you need to help explain something to me, because I went to, like, Bovada recently just to, like, just get the lay of the land. With, with your dad's credit card? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> so actually, I did have a buddy in high school who uh, took his dad's credit card to an uh, offshore Jeez. gambling Jeez. and won a ton of money and got in trouble. <laughs> Jeez, no, I do not. No, I don't. I don't do that. But um, no. But I was looking at it. So when you're when you're laying money or when you have like the odds and you put like I don't know five bucks and it says like to risk four dollars and ninety cents or whatever it is, is that like a you know, this is not like clear terminology whatsoever, but that's an additional on top of the five, right? You're not paying five to win yeah. only four dollars and then you just lost money, right? It's just that it, is correct. It's added on to it. So initially, um, the casino is entitled to 10% of, of your cut, so really, an even bet is yeah, so minus they just take 10. like. Okay, so they just so, take like a like it's kind of like rake a little bit. They just collect on it, right? That's why the casino likes even bets on on both sides because that just means uh, they're gonna get their cut gotcha. either way. Well, I I got a question for you and Reed because I was thinking about this earlier before we hopped Reed, on. Reed can take this one. Okay, is there a prop bet for like? I'll, I'll just cut to the chase. I think the Patriots, I think it's likely that they only lead for maybe like one quarter in the fourth quarter. I wonder if that's a prop bet out there or like just if if they're only in the lead for one quarter, I, I would take that. Um, I'm not sure if that one is a prop I'd, bet. I'd say live betting. Yeah, that would be more live betting okay. than anything, but... That's a really hard one to do. Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, just this feels like another one of those like super close games where they're only like leading the game with, with like five minutes to go in the fourth. Right, because you can bet in the you can bet the first quarter line, uh, which is heavily in the in Philadelphia's favor right now uh, because they are a half of a point underdog. Okay. Um, in in that and uh, the fact that. Blah blah blah. The Patriots haven't scored in the first quarter in the Bill Belichick era of Super Bowls, um, gotcha. and then uh, you can bet the first half right now, um, and I believe that's probably Patriots plus two or something like that. But uh, you cannot bet on the second half until halftime, pretty much. Okay. Um, what are we thinking about props for Danny Amendola? Danny Amendola. Uh, like, do you here's, know the, any- here's the thing, though. Like, he did obviously fantastic in the in the AFC Championship game, but what does it mean now that Gronk's likely gonna, going to play? Well, uh, while I'm looking that up right now, I just wanted to throw out one that I really like, and that is uh, it's a long shot a little bit, but it is fourteen to one that James White scores the first touchdown of the game, and. Ooh. So that's one dollar to win fourteen dollars, ten dollars to win one hundred forty for people like Zach who are not like real super into this. But uh, <laughs> he he scores a touchdown pretty much every yeah. Every but game. it would have to take a goal line possession. That's very possible. But yeah. uh, Danny Amendola over under is four and a half receptions, and I'll take the over over under fifty two and a half yards right now. I mean, even uh, with Gronk, I'll take the over with that, too. Yeah, what's your take on uh, Danny Amendola this game, Reed? Um, I think he's going to be pretty effective. Uh, I think, he, I mean, he's going to be mainly operating out of the slot, and one of the big places for where Philadelphia is strong in the, in the secondary is their starting corners. I'm not sure if their nickel and slot corners are going to be as effective and shifty. Again, Jim Schwartz is like a really good defensive coordinator. It, I still think they're going to find a way to get the ball to Amendola. And uh, like, if I'm Jim Schwartz, I just put two people, I just bracket Gronk, like mm-hmm. bracket him, pressure him off. Uh, just press him on the line of scrimmage. Do not let him get a free release. I'm not sure they're going to let anybody get a free release in this game. No, like, the, I, no I, I agree. They'll be really, they'll <laughs> be really Dorset. aggressive at the line of, sem- <laughs> line of scrimmage. Right. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, so yeah, Rob Gronkowski right now is over under five and a half catches, and that's actually plus one ten for him to get over five and a half, which means you lay five bucks. Uh, I believe you win five fifty. So I mean, yeah, but like you said, it makes a lot of sense. But uh, it it's pretty decent, pretty decent chance that he catches under six balls. So uh, I mean, that seems like safe money. But the over under, I'm a little unsure on seventy four and a half yards. I mean, he can break out a big play or you know catch a thirty yard touchdown by uh, Brady, and then he's halfway there. So I. Uh, Zach, what do you think? What do you think the yardage total ends up being for Rob Gronkowski? I'll say eight catches for sixty yards and a touch. Okay. Um, all right, Reed. Is there any prop bets that stuck out to you that you think are are winners? Um, I think the over on the national anthem is definitely one where I'm looking at. Oh, Pink's um, going to show out. You know yeah, that. Pink's doing it, and yeah, she can sing, and I'm telling, I think that they're going to really uh, ensure that she does. Um, I'm going to take the under on whether, the under or no on whether um, there will be flashing of any sort during the uh, halftime show as well. Isn't that like... My- Minus oh, a it's big. Yeah, it's really hard to win money, like to win act significant money off of it. But I still think that's worth it. Okay. Even though I may be a uh, Janet Jackson truther when it comes to did she do it on purpose? Oh, she absolutely did. Yep. Uh, so somebody tells me that won't be the case with just Justin Timberlake up there. So, so is is it confirmed that no, he's not going to have any guests? I don't. I didn't see anything about guests. It would be you usually you, know by now. Could you imagine if just Janet Jackson casually walked on and started singing with him? Oh God, it'd be so awkward. Could you imagine? That would oh, be that would the be the gasps. most. That would be the most hype since probably Left Shark came on with Wait, Perry. wait, why? <laughs> like I like uh, like obviously I wasn't you know around. Well, like I was, but I didn't see it. Um... Why would it be awkward though? I, I thought it would. You're you're gonna need to have a seat for this. Oh, no, boy. but like like I know what happened. Like I know <laughs> I know the whole thing. But when like just I feel like if she came on, it would be like, oh my god, she's here. Instead of, uh, that's awkward. Let's just put it this way. He titty Did, out in front of. Well, Did yeah, sure, break? but like, I, it, it's like it's so like infamous now, and like so much time has gone where it's just like, oh my god, wow, that's crazy. Instead of, uh. I don't know. People don't um, get it. Okay, hold on. Let me just do it this way. So that I guess we can sort of get um Okay. I love I love how you guys were about to like sit me down and like explain like human dichotomy to me. Like I was four. Oh yeah. No, no, let's Yeah, I guess let's just put it this way in terms of uh was it was it 2004 where that happened? I believe so. I think it was 2005 because that's how YouTube got started was because they were like, oh, we need to find the film, like the clip nope, of... it was 2004 because that oh, okay. was, yeah. Because it was uh, Kid Rock and P. Diddy were also Oof, performers. That's yeah, when they had... Oh. A, the sponsor was AOL Top Speed and the producer was MTV. So let's wow. just let that sink in. All right, so <laughs> you want to know, know why it's a big deal? I'm going to list off the shows that came after it. Let's go the next, like, five shows, the next five halftime shows they did after that incident. Paul McCartney. Oh, so safe. Rolling Stones. Really safe. They did the who, right? Prince and the Florida A&M University Marching Band. Prince was was that Wait, was that pre-hazing, though? Prince was amazing. Florida A and M, not Florida. Yeah, no, it was Florida A and M. Was it Florida A and M? Yeah, that they had the infamous like the someone died. I think. I'm sorry. Prince that per- was a Prince <laughs> performed in. Prince performed. Yeah, per- Prince was performed. later. Yeah, performed in uh, just pouring rain, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was in Miami. Then it's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I remember that. 
Then the next one was Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. I remember that too. <laughs> then it was the Who. Loved it. I went okay, to that so like that's nine. from so that's how many six in a row of just before one, we get to Katy Perry two, three four five or no six. it'd be Beyonce. That's seven in a row before it gets really crazy with the Black Eyed Peas. I remember that. And then Beyonce. Man, we're talking like that. This is when I started watching Super Bowls. Yeah. So it was. That's crazy. When I tell you, what I'm telling you right now, it was by far the most like conservative, family friendly. Oh my God, we want to get as far away from that as possible in terms of performances ever. That's what that was. And then they did uh, Madonna, FAO, MIA, CeeLo Green, and all of them. Then it was um, Beyonce. It was, it, yeah, it was Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Then Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, then, yeah, the Red Hot Chili Peppers lip sync. Yeah, then Katy Perry, and then it was yeah. Coldplay, Beyonce, and Bruno Mars, and then Lady Gaga. Yeah. Like, to me, it's like they were so scared for so long. Like, I don't think they would let Janet Jackson go anywhere near it. I think they're still scared of it. And with the threat of the XFL coming in, you know. Oh, oh my gosh. And another thing for Vince McMahon to say that he will have none of. <laughs> that's that's okay. funny. Um, okay there, Matt? Yeah, I just had a little hiccup. So, uh, All right. you know. Just, I just, just haven't been, feel- just I haven't been feeling sure. good today. I'm sorry, man. That's Okay. We'll get through it. It's we Friday we appreciate we appreciate uh, you hosting the podcast, though. Yeah, and I appreciate you producing it. And okay, exactly. well, don't don't say stuff you don't mean, Matt. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, is there is there any Vegas prop over if Pink's going to make a political statement? Yeah, there's probably. just there's. I'm going to tell you now. There's a prop bet for everything. everything yeah, there's a prop bet right now for uh, whether or not. Pink mentions the Eagles because she's a huge Eagles fan. Ooh, that'd be so interesting. Says, so she says, "Go Eagles!" at the end of the national anthem or something. I don't. Like that. Oh, I the, think what I about the? What about the uh, famous Gatorade bath prop? But oh yeah, I'll pull that up real quick. You talk about something. Real so fast. I love Gatorade. Um, <laughs> hashtag. Not this sponsored. is this one. This one we need a sponsor. Right we do, we do. do let's here. Let's come up with our own sponsors really quick. Okay, so have you ever? Okay, Rad Ball listeners. <laughs> okay, <you're> <laughs> okay. Color of liquid dumped on winning coach uh, from BetOnline.ag. Blue is plus two fifty. Okay. Red is plus three thirty. Yellow is plus three fifty. Orange plus three fifty. Clear or water plus five hundred. Who knows? I'll Carrera take orange. I'll take clear or water because Guerrero. Why? Um, Ooh, that's a hot take. Yeah, Tom Brady drinks 37 glasses of water a day. You think? Interesting. Uh, and uh, you know, to kind of make amends, maybe Bill Belichick's kind of taking advice from Tom Brady right now and uh, hmm. um, getting in with Guerrero. So they yeah, just dump water on me. And well, purple I, is plus does that would that that bet would clo- that you'd have to close that out before the game starts, right? I believe so. Okay. Because they would know. But, right, because there would be people sitting behind the benches looking at the Gatorade that they're getting, the players are getting, and being like, okay, well, it's gre- It's like, it's blue, so it's more likely, like, how many different flavors of Gatorade do you have on any given sideline? Oh, tons of them. But plus 1,000, interesting, plus 1,000 is purple. Now, hear me out. The Vikings, purple, obviously. Could you see the Eagles' sideline with purple Gatorade dumping it on their coach in Minnesota if they win the Super Bowl? The perfect troll. Wow. No, no I actually, I no, say, I'm actually totally on Matt's side right now. If it wasn't for the, the glaring hole that the Eagles bigger, win. Wouldn't it be a bigger troll if they had red and blue? Why? Because those are the New England colors. Well, no, but no, it would be purple though. No, if because the Eagles they're, they're beating the Vi- or they beat the Vikings last week. If the Eagles or, win and they win the Super Bowl, they beat the Patriots to do it. Yeah, like, but they win it in Minnesota, and it was supposed to be the whole uh, Minnesota's home Super Bowl. 
Yeah, because it's like one of those things where like, yeah, you won, but we got the last laugh. I'm oh. actually, I'm actually totally on Matt's side with that. I, I actually believe. I that. mean, purple is plus one thousand, and it's a yeah. great troll. I mean, blue and red are uh, plus two fifty. I would take orange for like the risky. Plus three fifty. Yeah. I'll, okay. Yeah, but I, I totally buy into the purple theory. No, right. yeah, that that's the thing too about this whole thing. Like, normally the Patriots wouldn't like no one would ever support the Patriots, but Philadelphia fans are just so god awful that everyone's like, eh, Pat's not looking too bad here. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, let's move away from the Super Bowl because it's gonna suck. It's, well, it's it isn't gonna I'm, suck because I'm tired of it. The Patriots. Well, before I ask and or before we move on to uh, Alex Smith. Are are you watching it at home with a a vegan vegan dinner with your father? No. And brother? Um. Well, actually, now that my mom watched the AFC Championship game and we won, I think we're gonna force her to sit in her spot. Um. But no, we have I think like a like a bean dip and veggie burgers, and we're just gonna mac on that and then watch. Uh, hopefully, hopefully watch the uh, the Pats win. Oh, my dad makes a great buffalo dip, but it's vegetarian. So Reed, don't, don't. To- tofu dip. Well, I, like kind of. So Reed, I apologize. Which one's the vegetarian? Your mom or your dad? Uh, my mom and my brother and me. My dad eats like turkey and chicken. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I know he's listening. Thank you, Mister Robinson, for <laughs> for being normal and eating meat. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's move. Let's move on to Alex Smith. So, if you do not know, uh, if you somehow have been banned from the internet, blocked from every Twitter account, um, got your Facebook flagged and deleted, or for for whatever reason, Alex Smith was traded to the Washington Redskins for a third round draft pick, a uh, pretty decent cornerback that I'll let Reed tell us more about. And uh, they cleared $17 million in cap space. So that is leaving us wondering where Kirk Cousins is going to go. But before that, why don't you tell us a little bit about Fuller, Reed, and why he has so much hype. Uh, Fuller, I believe, was a third-round pick of Washington. And based on scouting, scout, scouting reports and the reaction from NFL scouts for this, uh, this trade... Fuller was set like in line to be like the best player on Washington's defense in like two years. Mm-hmm. He's on a rookie contract. He fills an absolute desperate need for Kansas City, which is slot corner this year. Um, and he'll eventually be starting opposite Marcus Peters. Is Terrell Reeves like, coming years. back next year? I don't know. He shouldn't. That's a great question. He was he was awful. Yeah, he shouldn't come back. I don't think it was what a one year deal. Like they yeah. can't they can't bring him back. I think he made like anywhere from a dollar to like five million if they won the Super Bowl or something like that. So I think he ended up making like a thousand dollars. Yeah, it was actually a really cheap contract. I think. Um, no, I think Andy Reid does it again, where he just trades a quarterback. That's like middle of the road for a ton of value again. Like he did it with Donovan McNabb to Washington. I still don't understand why teams keep doing this. Like, so what's the difference between like, it's not, it's one thing if you pay a third and um, Will, it's not Will Fuller. It's Kendall Fuller for um, Alex Smith. Okay, fine. You have the 13th pick in the draft. But then you sign Alex Smith to a four-year, $93 million deal where he's already, what's he, 33, 34 years old right now? Yes, 33 years old, $71 million guaranteed. Guaranteed. Like, what is that? It's... Like, like what are you going to... Now what are you going to do? Dan Schneidering. Like, okay, great. Your quarterback, I guess, is figured out. Who's your Who's your top receiver next year? Terrell like Pryor is a uh, free he's agent. He's a free agent. It's going to be Josh Dotson, and for and it's I mean they're only they're wide Jameson open. Crowder. Josh Dotson and Jamison Crowder. That's not going to get it done. Jordan Reed's going to be on the injury report all year next year, like he is every year because he's mm-hmm. never healthy. 
Mm-hmm. Also, if you guys aren't picking up on my sense already, do not draft Jordan Reed next year. He's just going to be hurt the entire time. It's not a value um, pick, no matter how. It's never. It's never a value pick. Well, there are some. There are some uh, unrestricted free agents. Would you like to hear the list? Sure. No, go on. Let's hear these UFAs. Uh, we got John Brown, Martavis Bryant, Devontae Adams, Dontrell Inman, Taylor Gabriel, Terrell Pryor, uh, Sammy Watkins, Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson, and that's it. Allen Robinson will sign back with the yeah. Jaguars. Yeah. What, a, what about Juice Landry? Is he, he still? Is not a number, that he is not a number one. I think we discussed it last week. He is not a number one. And that's what Washington needs. And I think San Francisco is in play for uh, for Jarvis Landry. I think yeah. they're going to spend some money. I mean, I think San either Fran him, has... or, either him or Sammy Watkins is going to is going to San Francisco next year. And one of them is going to San Francisco, and one of them is going to the Chicago Bears. I'm not sure which one is which, but I think that's how that's going to shake out. Interesting. Uh, well, um, before we had the awkward silence, uh, we're doing we're having a lot of awkward silences tonight. Um, I did want to pop back to Martavis Bryant, and I think he's going to sign a sexy deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think they're going to try and make make another run at this. Uh, they they mended that fence towards the end of the year. Uh, he sounded excited to come back to Pittsburgh. So unless someone's going to outpay them, and I don't know, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure of the salary craps right now. I'm definitely going to look into it before I, before I start writing about free agency stuff, but I definitely could see him back in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I agree with that. What's going to happen to Lev Bell, though? He'll be back in Pittsburgh. Um, I think it. I think a lot of Le'Veon Bell's future... I think what Pittsburgh does, a lot of it depends on what Ben Roethlisberger does. Um, He's playing. He's going to stay another year. Okay, but here's the thing. like, If Ben Roethlisberger is there for one more year, I think you give Le'Veon Bell the money. I think you just pay him the $14 million a year for four years or something. The problem with uh, Ben is he's going to be year to year. And I mean, it's going to be like right there is my issue is if Big Ben's going to be there, if he's if you know that he's going to be there for three more years, in my mind, you let Bell walk. And here he will will never come out and say that, though. Here. Yeah. Well, here's my reasoning behind that. If Ben Roethlisberger is there for three more years, you can use that cap space that you would have paid Le'Veon Bell to go get. Um, your linebacker and free agency to shore up your defense, to get corners that can continue to not be able to uh, cover Gronkowski. And then in the draft, at the end of the first round, you draft Sony Michelle or Darius Geis running back out of Georgia and LSU respectively. And by the time Ben retires and you need another quarterback, you already have a bell cow running back there to help ease that load. But if Ben's only there one more year, like you have to take the shot on it. Yeah. You uh, have to go. Like if Ben's there for one more year, what's Pittsburgh's window one year. Like that's it. Right. Like just like Zach, would you agree with me that the window for the Patriots to win this, when Super Bowls is how until Brady retires. Um, yeah, but however, if though, Brady's it wouldn't not- shock me if Belichick retires before Brady does. Or moves on from the organization. Well, the thing with that, though, is why would he move away from the organization without completely getting out of football? Because it's going to take him like five years to build another franchise to the level that the Pats are at. We don't know what happened in the Wickerstrom's. Is, did I say his name right? Wickersham. Wickersham's story. It's not the off season yet, so we don't That's know true. how this is all going. We don't know how yeah. this is all going to shake out. But, but this could just be though, business as business until the Super Bowl is over. And I mean, the head coaching vacancies are all filled. Um, I could see maybe Bill he pulls Belichick. a Tom. Maybe he pulls a Tom Coughlin and he just goes, 
Because, I mean, he is their general manager, right? Or he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does the all the general manager things. Maybe he just moves into a general manager spot. Yeah. I mean, McDaniels and. Uh, I don't know. McDaniels and Patricia are both hired out, and it seemed like McDaniels was going to be the heir to uh, Bill Belichick's throne. So it. It must Belichick's got to be coming back if if McDaniel's is like okay I'm gonna walk yeah, away. Yeah, he he did commit to 2018. But Reed, what you were saying though, I I agree with the fact that I don't know if Lev Bell's contract is valuable if Roethlisberger is there for only like one or two more years. And I I also agree with you with uh, Bill Belichick maybe in a couple years just assuming the the GM role. Yeah. And spending spending more time taking naps on boats with his wife. He deserves it. Yes, he does. Anyone who wins uh, five Super Bowls, possibly six. Uh, no, he's already won six. With the with the oh, Giants. He's, oh, I, think he's, I think he's at seven. I to rec- five with the yeah when he when he's an assistant yeah he was one yeah couple. five he with the, the Pats, Giants two with he was the, the Giants Giants defensive line or defensive no he was a DC he was a DC he was a DC when uh with the wide right kick against the Bills in that Giants Bills Super Bowl I gotta ask um, you Reed did you yeah. did you record uh two Bills uh the documentary that's no. on ESPN tonight no I did not are you are you gonna watch it. I'll, I'll watch it some other time. I'm just not in the mood for the Belichick Parcells <laughs> love fest. Like it, you have to be in a certain mindset, and I don't hate yeah. myself enough. It's, right it's now. like an April or May thing when you're. Yeah, like... it's a it's a oh like something's happened like the off season. It's like the doldrums of the off season. Like okay, cool. It's like in um like <laughs> early totally June. Agree. Early June would be like a good spot for it. But uh, the one thing I wanted to ask you guys, the Alex Smith contract is, um, we talked about how ridiculously high that is. I'm looking right now at cap space available. Um, Cleveland has $111.5 million, million in cap space. The 49ers have $120 million in cap space available. What do you think the contracts are going to look like for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo first? We'll do the easy one. And then Kirk Cousins. So Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent this year. I think Jimmy Garoppolo gets paid more than Kirk Cousins does. Oh, well, absolutely. I I don't think you'd find that's not a hot take at all. That's not a hot take at all. No. Um, I think he pulls in 27 a year. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I think, pulls in 23 or 24. Like, I, I said that earlier, but I, I think that's what he ends up settling on. I think uh, numbers are going to be a little inflated right now as uh, opposed to what's actually going to happen in free agency in this in this bidding war. Um, <laughs> when people go back and look at the tape of, of Kirk Cousins... But, you know, who knows? What do you think, Zach? How much do you think Garoppolo signs for? I don't really know. I'm not... I don't really know what the range is. I don't really know that much about contracts, okay. but All from right. what well, you said, I will it tell you this. seems seems normal. I will tell you. Alex this. Smith is getting what twenty three and a point four. Yeah, yeah, twenty three point four million over four years for Alex Smith. I think Garoppolo could get eighty million guaranteed. I think they could guarantee him that much money. It would not surprise me at all. Would you be surprised if they gave Garoppolo thirty million? No. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Four years, 120 million, 80 guaranteed. Sounds about yeah. right. That that wouldn't surprise me at all. All right, but yeah, I think that pretty much wraps us up for the night. Well, I get. Wait, did we do oh. it on record of where we think Kirk Cousins is going? Oh yeah, let's do that real quick. Um, I'm going to go back to last week and steal whoever said that he's going to the Minnesota Vikings, and I think, I think he's going to sign. With- no, that was you didn't listen last week. You weren't even on. Oh, I'm no, sorry. I thought you were talking about the. I thought you were talking about the group chat. My bad. No, we uh, we talked about Kirk Cousins last week. Oh, okay. Um, I think Minnesota. I think it was probably Sun who said Min- or no, it was Viz. I think who said Minnesota. Yeah, but we can't and- give Viz credit for that though. So Stan, Stan said it. 
Well, the thing is, because Viz wasn't really paying attention, because he was playing like seven, seven. Yeah, he was uh, in like nine different poker games online at once. God, and you oh, guys you roast missed, me, and you guys roast no, no, me. Like you missed it. Like we were just in the middle of a conversation about free agency, and all of a sudden he so slams his table down. Fuck! <laughs> just screams it. <laughs> I love Viz. Like it may not seem like I love Viz, but I love Viz. So there was like three. There was like three seconds of silence, and then he just continued on with his point. And I think it's probably, it was probably the best moment we've had on this podcast at this point. That hurts, right. but yeah. cool. Okay, so you oh, think well, Minnesota? Yeah, big part of it was you weren't on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Minnesota. I think they could. Uh, they're gonna. They could possibly try for the best option at quarterback in free agency and do the fresh start thing. Uh, the Adam Thielen tweet today, I mean, that that made me think that uh, that's who he wants to be playing quarterback there. Um, yeah, they don't have any ties with any of the three quarterbacks. So, I mean, they could very easily do fresh start with uh, Kirk Cousins. I think that's interesting. Um, I know the betting lines for this are out already. And I think um, I think Minnesota was like third or fourth best odds um, or highest odds to get them. I think the two highest, I believe, were Denver and then the Jets, respectively. Um, I'm leaning right now towards the Jets. Um, the reason I say the Jets over the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos have $28.5 million in cap space with 59 players signed. Um, they would be using up pretty much all of their cap space, and they would still need to – they would still need to have um, – They need another corner because I think Tlaib's – Well, the big thing is – they need to sign their draft picks. Like those cost money too against the cap, which a lot of people just like to forget. But those cost. Yeah, I kind of forgot about. It. I thought that was separate. No, no, they they count. Okay. Um, well, I thought it was. Then, so the so the Broncos have twenty eight and a half million. The Jets have eighty million in cap space, yeah. which is a significant difference in uh, in terms of how much money you have available to sign a player. Um, I don't think he signs in Cleveland just because I don't think he wants to go to Cleveland. Although, a Kirk Cousins quarterbacking with Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, David Njoku, and then, say, Saquon Barkley in the backfield, to me, that is actually a really good offense with a lot of talent. what's, What's the problem there? What's the sore thumb that's sticking out, Reed? Well, if you've read any of the mock draft, the two mock drafts I've done, I always make a one of the picks that Cleveland has, I just spend the entire paragraph ripping into Hugh Jackson. There it is. <laughs> like, did we sell? Like, who else celebrated Hugh Jackson Day yesterday? Uh, I sent the meme in the in the group chat. I believe the one in yeah, thirty-one. Like, like, it is, it is ridiculous. Like, he is one and thirty-one. How the fuck are you still coaching that team? You did not win a game last year. How are you still coaching that team? I don't yep. understand. They, it, to I, me, it is mind-boggling. I feel like I've said this like four or five times throughout the uh, the podcasts that we've done so far this year. Like, I don't understand how you bring him back. And I said it earlier, like, it starts at the top with ownership. Like, if you have a shitty owner, your team is not going to all of a sudden be very good. Like, until that owner says, I'm getting out of the way completely. They have shitty ownership. They, ha- they have... Just below average for offense. I don't even think the GM's bad, like horrible. I didn't think Sashi Brown was doing a terrible job. Like he's accumulating talent for a team that had none, and they just have a horrible head coach. The smug ass Hugh Jackson, who can't win a fucking game, is sitting there making jokes about how, oh, he doesn't need an offensive coordinator. Like, dude, you won one game over the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> like you won one game the in 2015 26 or 2016 2017 like get a fucking offensive coordinator you won one game i don't understand like you won a single game one no, i totally agree you're like no i, I, don't I feel bad i feel you go ahead and win zero games look what's wrong bad. with you i feel bad for people who sit next to you at a bar 
and even if, if if the Browns pop up on on the TV in front of you, and you just spit venom about Hugh Jackson to some random stranger next no, to you, man. Well, like wh- like when are the <laughs> when are the Browns going to show up on a bar? Like unless they play the Bills or on Thursday Night Football, which I won't watch. <laughs> like um, like when do the, when would the Browns show up on like my TV screen? I don't know. I mean, realistically, I like, when is it? Like, when they play the Bills, like, I'll watch, I'll enjoy it because the Bills will just crush them. Or, what, on Monday Night Football? If a Monday Night Football game involves the Browns, I'm not watching. Like, I'm just not watching. <laughs> if it, if it's a, a Sunday Night game, never in a million years would involve the Browns because they stink, and Sunday Night Football is reserved for, like, seven teams. Yep. The All entire right, NFC East, Seattle, and- New England, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, and Kansas City. That's it. That That's your uh, Sunday night football list, whatever combination it is. So, All right, Zach, where's Kirk Cousins going? Um, I'll put my imaginary money on uh, the Jets. All right, just because you heard a report. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, originally I thought it was going to no, be one I, of I the... No, I get it. I got you. I get it, the... The cap space, I get it. Yeah, but also too, like I don't really see him making a big impact in Denver. I originally thought it was going to be Arizona, but you guys told me that that was a horrible take. So. They just, they just don't know. They just don't have the money. I got you. I got you. And they, there's no weapons for him besides David I, Johnson. I, I disagree. I think with John Brown, fits... John, John Brown's years coming every year. No, well. <laughs> No, I mean you get one or two more years of Fitzgerald. You got David Johnson, rookie seal. There's Jones. no guarantee that Fitzgerald's coming back. That's true, but if he does, you got one it's or maybe like two straight years. Up 50-50 right now. It is fifty-fifty, and then you have Ricky Seals Jones, who has looked good. I know it may be fluke, but he's looked good. You add another offensive. Wide I would receiver. not sign a long-term contract somewhere just because of Ricky Seals Jones. No, I'm not. Well, you've got David Johnson, but you know. It doesn't matter what your offensive weapons throw, are. I'd rather throw to an alcoholic, uh, what's uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins. That's in, a good call. In, in but court. you know they have David Johnson. They have a good, like a really good defense. You had David offensive... Johnson could get another another knee injury in, in game one. Well, everyone uh, could get another knee injury. People forget that David Johnson has been injured two games in a row. People forget that. Whatever, man. Thanks for coming through, Zach. Just remember that. That wraps us up for the night. Um, good luck to uh, the Super Bowl participants. Whatever, I think man. we're probably going to take the. I think we're probably going to take the week off next week, but we will be back the following week to talk about free agency and the draft. Reed, do you have a do you have a um, mock draft coming soon, or are we holding off for a couple? Um, we're gonna wait a little bit. Um, I really want to see how the combine works. I, I thought I was going to do one after the Senior Bowl, but frankly, there wasn't enough to go from the Senior Bowl game or the Senior Bowl practices to the Senior Bowl game. Um, just a name to keep an eye out on is Will Hernandez out of UTEP. I was saying it before. That, that guy is just a, an absolute monster at Senior Bowl practice and in the game. It looked like Richie Incognito in his prime just snuck onto the Senior Bowl practice field threw on a jersey that's at Hernandez on the back with a UTEP helmet and just absolutely leveled people. I, I saw some videos on Twitter. It was it was pretty cool. Like he, like, he was straight up dominating. He looked like a man among boys there. And I'm excited because I think he and Quentin Nelson could be really good right away. I hope Tampa fun. ends up with Quentin Nelson, and that's the first time I've ever wanted Tampa to draft him. I don't know. I, you were all in on the uh, Bradley Chubb train for a while. I was, but I... I realize how hard it is to find a good offensive lineman. I mean, just looking at the free agency, uh, free agency outlook for offensive linemen this year, it is bleak. Um, just a lot of averageness that's going to get overpaid. I feel like. Yeah, it's really weird how the draft. I think I said it a little bit last week. I want to see how free, like the first like week of free agency. I guess I don't really have to because if Kirk Cousins is already like narrowing in on a deal, like okay, cool. Um, it, it, to me, I just would rather watch. Um, I want to see where these quarterbacks end up because a lot of that will determine how a mock draft works. 
Yeah. And I want to start doing ones where I project some trades going in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, if De- if Denver or the Jets sign Kirk Cousins, well, that changes how they're going to operate in the draft. Or if A.J. McCarron wins his arbitration agreement or his um, arbitration case and becomes an unrestricted free agent, that could change how a team drafts looking at mm-hmm. you, Arizona. Yep. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I want to see how much cap room these teams have as well. Mm-hmm. And just stuff like that before I do any more mock drafts. So I hear you. And uh, I'm going to finish up my 2017 review with wide receivers and tight ends. And I'm going to follow that up um, sometime next week with a free agency primer, just talking about the big free agents, the Deion Lewis's, Derek, or I'm sorry, Jerick McKinnon's. Um, Kirk Cousins, uh, Sammy Watkins, what have you, and just kind of talk talk about possible landing spots. Just a little, little light work. Get the get the old fingers typing again. Get them ready for the baseball season as well. Um, Zach should be coming with the RCL post whenever we get the results in from the men above. And uh, Zach, what what else are you gonna? What else are you looking at? Uh, I got a lot of homework tonight. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right well good luck in the super bowl and uh Appreciate thank it. you guys for listening we will uh i'll catch do my best on the field <laughs> all right guys go pats <laughs>